0: This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. Splash Refresher spices up my daily water intake by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Every Splash Refresher flavor is delicious, bright, flavorful, and zero calories. I don't waste time on flavorless water I don't enjoy. I just drink Splash and I like it. My favorite flavor is the lemon. It really does taste like lemonade. My favorite is the mandarin orange flavor.
1: There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy.
0: Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. So oh, this is Child by Betches Media. I'm Tori Phantom and this is Gwenna Laflin. This is the podcast dedicated to all the
1: parents who swore they'd never ever sound like their parents, only to fully
0: understand why their parents were the way they were now that you have kids of your own. And for those parents that still don't say what their parents said to them, because, you know, trauma. <laughs> valid. <laughs> on th- valid. I think I think both things can be true. Absolutely. Two things can be true. I, at once. I
1: vowed never to say because I said so. And I've I've managed to stick to that.
0: You know, me too. And that actually brings us to today's episode. We are cycle breaking, my friends. So I am positive that all of us have a list of things our parents said that we were like, I'm never gonna say that, whether it was because it was kind of cruel or just because it was annoying. Oh, it was annoying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we have we have brought a list of things that our parents said. And that we've vowed we, never we to say. We don't it. say.
1: I vote. We start with my big ol' nope. Not gonna say it. Of because I said so. But first, we have to start the timer.
0: Start the timer.
1: Okay. So because
0: I said so. Did you get that a lot of the Constantly. Kid? I hate it. I. It's a non-answer. Yeah. Because I said and so. S- and who are you? Okay.
1: What are your credentials? <laughs> String out some gibberish words. Phoenix treetop peanut butter. Yeah. Thank you. That made as much sense as because I said
0: so. Right, right. It's Because I said so is the epitome of, I don't want to talk at you anymore. So (laughs) just do what I said because I'm bigger than you. Because I'm bigger and stronger than you. I I control the Wi-Fi.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So because I said so, I... I, to the best of my knowledge, and I'm quite sure my child's, like, mom fucked up memory (laughs) will immediately go, no, there was this (laughs) one time. But to the best of my knowledge, I have never said because I've said so. I have said I cannot explain right now. We just need to move forward with whatever I just said. Mm -hmm. Or you're going to have to ask me later, kid, because I can't tell you right now. And there have been a time or two of, you know what? You're not quite old enough for the full reason of this. You are just going to have to trust me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's very occasionally. But I try to give an explanation as
0: often as I can, an age-appropriate explanation. Mm -hmm. That's the important part. And that can be the trickiest part, I think, because... In my opinion, if they are old enough to ask a question, they are old enough to hear an answer. But the challenging part of that is how do I make this concept in a way that you will understand it? And and that can be the, the tricky part. But when I was a kid, I would hear variations of it. So it wasn't just because I said so, right? Like that was like low-level mad <laughs> because I said so, you know. But then we'd hear things like uh, do what I said because I said it how I said to do it do what I said when I said it, you know, and it was, it was so like aggressive for no reason. Uh, and really what it was, it felt like there was no room for autonomy. There was no room to ask questions. It was an expectation of blind obedience. And anyone who knows me, you especially going to, you know, <laughs> that I ask more questions in a day than like an average three-year-old. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, just, I, I have a lot of clarifying questions. I'm a very curious person. And so when I had kids, I was like, I am not going to use because I said so, not just because I felt it to be a non-answer, a kind of aggressive and dismissive, but because of how I felt. And so when I tell my kids to do something, I tend to, if I have time again, because if we're talking about an emergency situation, we're going to cover this later, but right now I need you to not die. Yes. And (laughs) I will answer your questions in a moment, but please do this right now. (laughs) And so when we're talking about that, I, when I'm telling my kid to do something, I will also provide context for why while I'm telling them because I am trying to think what questions would I have? So it's please do this because, please do that because, and sometimes they don't like it, right? Like, hey, I need you to get off the kitchen chair. You could fall because you could fall and get hurt. Well, but I've stood on the chair and I haven't got hurt. Okay, so the thing about accidents (laughs) is that we can't plan for them. That's why it's an accident. Like, So I know that you haven't gotten hurt, but that doesn't mean you won't. So listen to me, because now I am going to tell you that if you do this again, there will be a consequence because now we've set the boundary and if you have questions if you have further clarifying questions we can talk about standing on chairs all day my friend but right now you need to get off the chair while we have it we while we, while we talk about it feet on the floor feet on the floor
1: <laughs> i i got because i said so a lot and now my mom would occasionally come back and go okay so the reason i said was blah, blah, blah. But a lot of times it was still just as dismissive. I did get the very, my mom was not a children or seen, not heard mom. She was a very obey for the sake of obedience Yeah, parent.
0: The obey for the the reason of obedience. When I would hear that as a child, it was also coupled with do what I said, because I said, so you're not being respectful. And I Was always very confused by that because those two things don't go hand in hand, right? There is a difference between respect and obedience. And I want my kids to respect me. So I respect them. I answer the questions. Right. And
1: with respect, a lot of times comes obedience. And that's not, that's, they're not hand in hand. You have to work with both of those things. Just because they respect you does not mean they always obey you. Right, right. <laughs>
0: that's one time I told my kid, I said, I need you to pick this up. And she, trying to joke, was like, you can't make me. And I was like, you know, you're right. I can't. I can't make you. But here's why I think you're going to make the right decision right now. Here's, <laughs> here's why. And I've tried, like, as a joke to say because I said so to my kids and yeah. because they, they call you wanted immediately. They literally I said it to my oldest kid I was like I need you to do this whatever and she's like why and I was like because I said so and she's like that's not even an answer mom <laughs> what do you mean because I said so that doesn't because what you know, honestly, I am okay with my kids calling them calling me on my bullshit, right? especially
1: when I'm bullshitting on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might struggle a lot more if I didn't realize
0: I was in bullshit territory. Right. But but it's when they're saying back to you the things that you say to them, like, "Mom, that's not a reason." You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I would say the same thing to you. That's where you heard this. <laughs> All right. So what's what's next on your list? What's a thing
1: that you got as a kid that you, you vowed never to say? I'll show you yelling.
0: That was always yelled, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Show you yelling. It it wasn't said like that. It was it was yelled. (laughs) Okay, so would you
1: would you like a confession? Yes. I actually use that one. I'll show you yelling. Really? But but I use it in a very controlled manner. I use it as a silliness and a lot of times as a deflection. I have a firmly held belief that there is a difference between being loud. Yes, we've done a whole episode on that. Right. <laughs> a lot of that, just for review, is has to do with your tone and your control. Are you in control of yourself? Then you're probably just being loud. But my kids, they're still learning that distinction because they're still learning most of being a person. So every once in a while, one of them will turn on, Mom, you're yelling. I'm like, no, I'm just being louder than you. I'll show you yelling, fark.
0: That was yelling. I appreciate that you backed up from the mic for that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank
1: you. I'm sure sure Becca, Becca's like, oh, thank God. I thought she was going to do it for real. (laughs) Becca's our producer. Say hi, Becca. She still hasn't watched Twilight, by the way. Yeah,
0: she needs to watch Twilight. Just saying. Someone tell Becca.
1: Our producer, Becca has not watched Twilight, and we've told her she has to hate watch it, and she still has not she done that. She still
0: hasn't done it. So... So, you
1: know, if you want to email childproof at com, just tell you Becca. You could. You could do that. You could do that.
0: <laughs> <But> Sorry. <laughs> slight
1: derailment just to fuck with our producer because
0: that's the thing we should be doing. <laughs> I'll show you Twilight. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> she's going to edit it out. Yeah, that's what that's she's going to do. It's gone. It's gone. And... <laughs> I am not a big yeller. We've talked about this. I don't. I don't often yell, and when I do, I typically catch myself before they can call me on it. And so there's like a process that happens. And so when I when I do yell, I don't typically lose it. I I I have. I'm not perfect, obviously. And when when that happens, this actually happened recently. I lost it in the car, and I don't like scream. I don't say mean things, but it was like you know we. There is not There's loud, forceful communication. We, are, we happening. are in a small car, and we were—they're all sandwiched in there, you know—and they're—they're just antagonizing each other. And I nicely, so politely, seventeen times, I <laughs> yeah. was like, "Guys, I know we're five minutes from home. We're five minutes from home. Just stay in your own bubble, be respectful of boundaries, guys. I need you to." And then, and then I yelled. And I didn't yell a lot, right? I didn't yell a lot. I didn't yell for long, but I yell so infrequently that it's like, it's like an immediate shutdown because they're like, <gasps> you know?
1: <laughs> Everything
0: goes into slow matrix right, motion there for uh, them. Right, and I, I literally just like yelled, like, I need you to listen to me. Quiet down. We are all stuck in this car together, right? That is like the number one place if I'm going to yell, it's going to be in the car. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and Jim, when, when he heard about this, was like, mom yelled what did you guys do like you know because <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's, how bad were right? y'all to make mom yell and like they weren't bad it's just they ju- it was after school we had a lot of errands to run it was that post-restraint collapse all of us it was just the, the right mixture but after we had all calmed down right and i called a family meeting as i we do in our house anyone can call a family meeting at any time and they all come in and i was like listen i should not have yelled And you should have listened. We were all wrong. Both things are true here. We were, we were all wrong here. And what can we do next time? Is there a better way I can get your attention if I've said nicely 17 times to please cut it out? And so those are the great conversations we have. But there's no like if I'm yelling and I notice it's like, why won't she? Why am I yelling? I should lower my voice. Hey, kiddo. Uh, that was kind of crazy, wasn't it? Sorry. But also, can you listen to me right now? <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, I, I don't like to yell. It's- Growing up, my mom,
1: my mom didn't really have the, She didn't really use the I'll show you yelling. She was just straight up front. I'm going to start at yelling and you understand how this is going to go. <laughs> my, okay, thanks, mom. So I, I didn't really get that one. I, the one that I did get, I'm I'm hundred percent positive you got this one. Okay, I'll give you something to
0: cry about. <laughs> I always have a reason to cry. Right, right. right like, now, weird. I could cry. Right, I thought, now. I thought the crying was a sign that I had something to cry about already. Pretty sure, pretty sure I found a reason. Right, <laughs> we're already here. I don't think I mean another one. Right, right. But I could cry more if that's what you're aiming for. See, <laughs> and I actually have to swing
1: the other side of that is not just, oh, you clearly have something to cry about, but you're actually like continuing to make yourself cry. You are upping your own negative energy level by sort of
0: using the momentum of this cry. It takes so much emotional intelligence to be able to observe your child experiencing a big emotion and to know when to step in and help them navigate it. Come, come back down off of it. Come back down. Right.
1: And I don't want you to stop crying. Yeah, I've said
0: that to my kiddo. Like, listen, I know you're upset and you have a reason to be upset. But I think that you are choosing to stay in this space and, and you have the skills to leave it. And I'm here to help you leave it. But it's we don't need to stay here. Yeah. My kids
1: hear a lot, and we've we've done a lot of the emotional legwork in advance of it. My kids hear a lot, I need you to stop making that sound, because my kids will ramp themselves up into this wailing, sort of whine-screaming thing. The whining is the worst. It makes my brain itch. And so it's, I don't want you to stop being upset. I don't want you to stop crying. I just... We cannot work through any of this if you're ah, ah, ah as you're like waterworksing it. Okay. We're actually making it harder to help ourselves feel better. So I need you to stop making that sound. Okay. Come here. How wet can you make mama's shirt? Can you make a puddle on mama's shirt? Okay. Because this is. You need to stop tantruming about it, not stop feeling right. your feels.
0: It's, it's about teaching them to cope with their feelings, not teaching them to bottle them inside. And that's when, when my kids are totally worked up and we're like, okay, you're making that sound. I always go for the slow it down. Let's slow down, right? Because if we're slowing down that breathing, that sound can't come out that way anymore. Right, right. And <laughs> But in, in my home, we celebrate sensitivity. We consider it to be a positive trait that a person can have. And so my one of my kids is the most sensitive of the bunch. Cries for everything. Happy tears, angry tears, scared tears. Literally, she she saw a little girl in a princess dress in a YouTube video who like won a award in this little skit that she was watching. And just happy tears. She was like, I'm just so happy for, you know, and, and I celebrate that with her. I'm like, you know, it's so special how in touch with your feelings you are that you get to experience such a depth of emotion. That is so special. And it's great, too, because this turned out to be a win because my that child got bullied in school once uh, and because she cried and someone called her a crybaby. And she looked at them and said, not only babies cry i'm just sensitive <laughs> i'm just sensitive didn't even impact burn. her burn yeah and she came home and was like proud of herself she's like mom someone call me a crybaby, but i'm just sensitive they just don't know that it's okay to be sensitive and i'm like i'm so proud of
1: you yes it's okay to cry silent yes. cheers <laughs> also don't cry like that right this second uh you need to stop making that sound <laughs> Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you're on the move. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com childproof. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash childproof. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling Superpower Short is the go-to. It's targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. We love to see it. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com childproof. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com childproof. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell
0: them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. Shape your life with Honeylove. If you're a wine lover, I'm going to let you in on a little secret for finding your new favorite wines. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your wine preferences that are as unique as you are. To start, I answered a few quick questions on their website about what flavors I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé. Based on my answers, Firstly Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored, so I get more of what I enjoy. I really love how First Leaf tailors to my needs, and I really like cooking with wine, so I found so many different flavor profiles to include through First Leaf. Besides the great wines, the best part of the First Leaf Wine Club is the perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge and can choose when and how often I want my box delivered. Plus, I get member exclusive pricing on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleafcom childproof to get your first box. That's T R Y F I R S T L. L-E-A-F dot com slash childproof. Try firstleaf dot com slash childproof. Did you get go to your room and think about what you did? I would just get like a go to your room. uh, Think about what you did. Go to your room. I don't want to look at you. Go to your room. Just go. Just go to your room. I don't know why I had (laughs) kids. I guess I don't want to see them. Go. (laughs) Go Go to to your room. room. Just go to your room, kid. This is also
1: one that I kind of. I did get go to your room, which was funny because at some point my mom actually had to shift of don't go to your room because my mom figured out I wanted to be in my room. So she's like, get out of your room. Okay. Now you have to sit next to me. Now you Hmm. have to be in here with me. Okay, I don't know why you're using yourself as a punishment, but
0: if this is the route you want to go, Mom, <laughs> See, I for for me when I was sent to my room, right, and a lot of times, especially if it was because I was in trouble, right, like go to your room, think about what you did, go to your room, like as a timeout, go to your room, whatever. And it was often in a way of like if I was being emotional, if I was throwing a tantrum, in any sort of way, having those big feelings, well, go to your room. And I would go to my room and then I'm more upset because I don't know why I'm getting punished for having the feelings. And so now I'm just alone to try to deal with them. And really, in those moments, I wasn't learning to regulate my feelings. I was learning to stuff them down. I was learning to try to like numb them out because, well, if I can stop, I'm allowed to be around my family again. Like I can leave my room if I can stop. And that was so unhealthy. Yeah. Well, see, and for for my mom, To her credit, and
1: this wasn't a thing that I felt the impact of as a child, it's something that I'm only privy to because I have had the opportunity to rebuild a relationship with my mom through this cycle-breaking process. And that is not a pathway for everyone Mm -hmm. by any means. It's just something that I've been able to work on, that relationship with my mom. And I ask her, why'd you send me to my room? Like, that very much felt like you're not allowed to have feelings. She goes, I sent you to your room because... I felt like I was losing control and I didn't want to be worse. So I needed a second.
0: That's so interesting because I think the way that both of us handle it is if we need a second because we're going to lose it, we remove ourselves. We,
1: right. We, we don't put ourselves. that on the child.
0: We Like we communicate that to the kiddo. Hey, I need a minute because I, I'm getting frustrated and I don't want to make that your problem. I don't want to make it worse. So I'm just going to go take a minute.
1: And I feel like for for millennials, a lot of our parents are either very young boomers or Gen Xers. They were trying. They were so... Cl- not your
0: parents. Speak for yourself. But some of our parents, <laughs> not, not your parents. I'll see myself out. Bye.
1: <laughs> Bye. But but they were they were so close like she knew she needed to take a sec and the only thing she could think to do was to send me
0: to my room Mm -hmm. because we were in her space like it was so close and there really wasn't the research on child psychology that exists now that we can we can see the different impacts. And and there's so much research we can lean on now. It's, It's the resources are there. And we do, as a generation, have more resources than our parents did.
1: Than our parents did. Right. My mom had like the neighbors, her mom and Dr. Spock. That was it. That was the whole catalog of parenting reference she had available. The rest of it, she just had to fucking make up. So I see that. I actually still use a version of go to your room, but it is not a dismissal.
0: It's not in like an
1: anger, right? It's it's made knowing which type of kid needs what type of stimulus in a regulation environment. This only works for one of my kids. One of my kids, I can ask, do you need to take a second go to your room and do do you need to be alone for a second before we continue this or before we fix this or before we address this? Yes, okay, off to your room you go, and I will conscientiously check on her in five or 10 minutes, or when I hear the the sort of rabble of sound shift to play
0: sounds, okay, she's cooled herself down. It's, so you're not sending her to her room. You are reminding her that there is that, that option. And that's more how I would handle it. I don't send my kids to their room, but one of my kids, she has what I call her cry spot. <laughs> and and it doesn't matter we have, we have the spot it's it's just it's a spot she has decided that if any sort of thing goes wrong at all okay if if she's told no and is mad about it if sister is mean if she stubbed her toe she's going no matter where she is in the house she is going to book it to her cry spot and then i go and and check on her and help her regulate because that's just that's comforting to her uh one of my kiddos does Like to be alone and she will communicate that to me like mom. I don't want to talk about this right now. Can I can I just go sit in my room for a little bit? Yeah, I'm gonna come check on you too. Okay, and and that's a thing like do you need some time alone and one of my kids no, if she's upset she she doesn't want to be alone. She doesn't want to do that and it's not that she is codependent needs me to regulate for her. It's just comforting to her to have someone around. She doesn't want to be alone. And I think that's valid too. It's really just like, you know, knowing, knowing well, your And it's,
1: it's a, it's a very personality specific thing because the same child who will sometimes need to be by herself in her own space to regulate is the same child who will very much like, I will dig myself to the core of the earth, looking for my own solution before I want your help. The, the boy child who I would never dream of sending to his room because he's having a feeling, because he would very much internalize that of, oh, I'm having a feeling, so I have to go away, is the same kid who, when he's working on something, he just wants me at the table. I don't need to help. I don't need input. He just physically wants me there. It's, not, just,
0: it's a Velcro child. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of mine. I just have to be nearby and that's fine. And right. uh, that's And like I can be doing my own thing, but yeah. if I get up and wander away, his activity is clearly done. Right, right. And the the whole sending a kid to their room, especially if they don't understand why, right? Because this nuance is important. Like if they need a minute, that's totally fine. That's good. We we should encourage them to be able to regulate on their own. Self-regulation is ultimately the goal. Right, to have the autonomy to say, "I think I need some space right now." And so for, for me personally, the impact of being sent to my room for anything oh, as a child, not anything, but everything, right? It was just, no, I don't want to deal. I don't want to deal. Go, go be by yourself. It turned into like, as an adult, I am afraid to sh- show my feelings to people. I am afraid to have emotions around people, right? Like my therapy bill, mm. and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I understand like my littlest with her cry spot, like I have one too. It's the shower. <laughs> <laughs> like there's there's impact. There's impact, but uh okay, I I have one for you. I don't I don't know if you heard this as a kid. I did. Are you ready? I hope that someday you have a kid that's just like you. That is absolutely <laughs> said as an insult to be clear.
1: You know, I this was this this could be pretty hurtful. Again, I got really lucky in that my mom taught me sarcasm. I got the sarcasm gene from my dad, but my mom taught me how to use it. Gotcha. Yep. And so most of the time when she said that, she said that from a very neutral place. And I understood the sarcasm as a love language, the neutrality with which she was saying it. But here's what's weird is I I didn't have a kid just like me. In fact, it, it is the weirdest dichotomy, because in a lot of ways, that apple did not roll a single inch from the tree from whence it fell. But in the other way, I'm not even sure that's the same fruit. Like, it's very near where it fell, but I think my apple tree grew an orange. Right. Right. Um, so, like, there are times that I'm like, man, what would it be like to be raising me? Because I don't know.
0: This child runs for fun. I have the opposite because uh, two out of three of my kids are just like me just, yeah. in, in different <laughs> they ways. They look exactly like you. No, t- yeah. I've seen them. <laughs> yeah. And the one of them, like she has things that are like me, but it's, it's more like you and Abby where it's there's there's some similarities, but t- she's she's more like that. But my my other two are, they're copy-paste. And, <laughs> and it's so funny because as a kid, like that was so hurtful to hear because it was said as an insult, right? Like I hope someday, like when when there was anger, like I hope someday you have a kid that's just like you because the, the implication there was that I was just such a difficult child. And now I have these kids who are so much like me and you know what? I am the best parent for them because of it. And I love the, like I adore these kids and not because they're just like me, because they're just like me in a lot of ways, but they're totally different. you know it's you know what I mean And there's like a Venn diagram, right? a, a lot yeah. <laughs> And to raise them, it's the weirdest thing as someone who had like a rough childhood to do you ever do you ever look back and go, if I was so fucking difficult,
1: why are kids just like me? not that difficult.
0: Yeah, it's really that's really what I, it is because I look at them and do I sometimes have to get creative? Yeah. But it's so easy to love them. It is so easy to go, "Hey, I don't I don't know what to do here." So can I just have a minute? And there's this mutual respect where it's like, "Yeah, I have these kids who are just like me." And honestly, in a way it's helped me like myself more. Yeah, because when you grow up being told like you're a problem, go to your room. I hope you have kids like you. You're like, I guess I suck then. Uh, and then you, you have these kids who are a lot like you and you, you're you so great. Like these are amazing things. And And it made me realize that it wasn't like I looked at them and went, oh, they're just like me. It's I looked at them and went, that's how I was. That's how mm-hmm. I was. How was it hard, parents?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like for me it's it's interesting to try to parent an extrovert because i am not an extrovert and so there are times that like my solution to a social dilemma that abby is telling me about my solution as a child was to push my glasses back up my face and hide behind my book <laughs> like i'm 100 percent positive that is not the answer here but it's what i would have done um... <laughs>
0: Did you offer them a hug? That fixes you a lot of time. (laughs) Hydrating doesn't have to be boring. Splash Refresher spices it up by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Splash Refreshers are delicious, bright, flavorful, and available in five craveable flavors. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and a splash of sweetness for a hydrating and delicious beverage you'll come back to again and again.
1: My favorite flavor is the lemon. Uh, It really does taste like lemonade, so I'm getting hydrated and it just feels like I'm drinking
0: lemonade. Splash Refresher perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, wild berry, acai grape,
1: pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange, Splash Refresher is there to satisfy your need for
0: hydration with a little flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. They are delicious, bright, flavorful, and hydrating and zero calories. So you can have fun flavored water without any guilt. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on
1: Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get to enjoying some time in the sun, but springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have seasonal allergies. My husband has seasonal allergies. So from about April till June. We all sound like this, just constantly. This is what we sound like without Claritin. It helps so much with being able to enjoy springtime and outside without running a water faucet for a nose. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin-D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live claritin clear fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away find claritin d at the pharmacy counter ask for claritin d at your local pharmacy you don't even need a prescription go to claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live claritin clear use as directed okay okay here's one i don't want to do this but you're making me Okay. Just like lie to your kids. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> fine. You're making me, your behavior is making right. me do this thing. It's, I don't want to do.
0: I have this, this thing, uh, that I believe we don't get to pick how our parents parent us, right? That's not a thing we get any choice in. And as children, what your normal is, you just kind of blanket statement that you think everyone has life like that. That's how everyone is. And so it can be kind of, you know, it can be kind of confusing because you don't get to pick how your parents parent you, but you do have complete control over how you parent. And and part of that means like, yeah, if you do lose control because you're a human and that's going to happen, you get to control what you do after that. And so I, I don't like, yeah, I heard that and I like that. <laughs> See,
1: here's the thing though, is I am in no way justifying it. I'm in no way saying, oh, no, it's fine to say. It. I just, as a parent now, this is one of those times where I was like, Oh, it was the wrong answer, but I see how you got to it. <laughs> I, I see where you showed your work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's there's an episode of Bluey. Big surprise. Strap in. I'm going to tell you about an episode of Bluey. So surprising that you are talking about Bluey. <laughs> Again. There's an episode of Bluey where Bandit doesn't want to be the meanie parent to get his kids out of the bath. Mm-hmm. And so he is trying everything to encourage their autonomy, to make them make the right choice in this situation. It's a fantastic episode. In the end, he still has to be the meanie parent because they are in preschool and the level of executive function that he is expecting from them does not exist. It's not there. So it's not so much that they made him finally break down and be the meanie parent, it's just that he realized they needed more guidance than they had gotten at that point. And so it would have been very easy for a parent in a similar situation because Bandit's a cartoon dog. (laughs) It would have been very easy for parents in a similar situation to go, I didn't want to yell at you to get out of the bath, but you didn't listen to me the 18 times I nicely ask you to make the choice to get out of the bath. But ultimately, sometimes I think that I don't want to do this, but you're making me comes down to we are simultaneously overestimating and underestimating what our kids should and can be able
0: to do for themselves. Do you know what I do in those situations? What? So if we are talking about a non-negotiable and a non-negotiable is something when we're talking about like bath time, if we're talking about having to get a shot at the doctor, if we're talking about any sort of non-negotiable, this is important. You have to do it. You don't have to like it, but you have to do it. That's something we have to experience as people. If they are not on board and they don't have the buy-in, And we've talked about it and we've gotten there and we get to that point where it's like, listen, I don't want to have to make you do this. However, if that's what it comes down to, then that's what we're going to have to visit, right? Like if I have to drag you out of the tub, I don't want to do that. I don't want to take the iPad from you and turn it off. But this is what we talked about. We prepared for this. You knew this was coming. So I am going to give you a short period of time to make the decision that you are going to make the decision Or I am going to have to make it for you because then it's not like a surprise. And I think that's really where that I don't want to do this, but you're making me like where that bothered me as a kid, because none of that was laid out beforehand. It was to the point where none of that was communicated. But here's this consequence. Here's this thing that I don't want to happen. And I did not see it coming. I did not feel like I had autonomy because when we're talking about kids, their impulse control, their executive function, it's not all on board yet. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think I want to play a game here in just a sec. Okay. I think we've got
1: time for one more because I'm I'm looking at our list and realizing we might get to do this episode again later. <laughs> That's a lot of list. Uh, apparently we broke more cycles than we thought. Yeah. Yeah. And this is just a short list. <laughs> this isn't even the full list. This is, this is the truncated one and we're not going to get to it in this whole episode. Okay. We had... Great upbringings, <laughs> yeah, so good, so good. They were trying. Mine were. Yeah, speak for one yourself. One of mine was. Yeah. <laughs> one one of mine was. Yeah. I mean, I
0: made it to adulthood, so right. But I'll give that. Okay, credit. so one
1: one more. What what's the 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 real zinger left on your portion of the list?
0: Okay, the real zinger would be the I can't wait till I'm ten and I know everything. See, I never got that one. No, oh, that one's no, oh, because it was all tied up in the back talk. Like, don't back talk me, right? It's like here's Oh this no, I did get the back talk. And but those would go like hand in hand, like, don't back talk, yeah. t- don't back talk me. I can't wait till I'm that agent. I know everything. And I was like, Don't you look at me in that tone of voice. And again, I have so many questions, right? So it's like, <laughs> it's like a lot of times that was being read as like combative. But it, I just had questions. Can't wait. To, I'm that old and I know everything. And my, my kid, my tween, I, I call it her Redditor face. <laughs> because it's like I'll say something to her and she's like, well, actually. Well, actually. And I'm like, like I get it. I get it. You're very smart. And, and so I'll tell her. And, and there's no condescending tone there. It's like I understand how you got to this point. And I totally support you exploring this realm of information. However, I have been around longer, and I do know more about this subject than you. And if you don't believe me, I am happy to show you some research here. I am happy to show you my sources. But on this one, actually, I'm right. And I'm not going to just blanket state. I'm right. I'm going to provide the context.
1: (laughs) Can I tell you one of the cattiest decisions I've ever made in regards to parenting my teenager? Oh, gosh she was also in a well actually stage the redditor phase so i i happened to be at walmart she well actually me for the last time and so i went over to the craft section and i got that little bag of decorative pebbles and i was like i'm gonna give you one of these every time you well actually because i feel like you need to fill in that goddamn well (laughs)
0: I didn't, like, was that an um, A plus parenting move? I think it's fine. It's, I think it's fine because it depends on the context of your relationship. It does. And that's funny. That's good.
1: So, yeah, no, I, I have asked her to fill in that well. And that's actually a thing that I didn't have that I can't wait till I'm 10, 11, 12 and know everything. But with my oldest, I did very much get that. I'm going to call it a know-it-all phase, but not with like any sort of ire to it. Right. That's I, what I think.
0: It's again, just, it's not malicious.
1: They just—they
0: right. just really they're learning so much, and they feel very confident in that. And it's not like a malicious, like, "No, mom, you're wrong." It's like a, "Well, actually, this
1: is what I believe to be true." That's something that I have been really like sort of struggling to navigate through. Is okay. Sometimes dearest child, you can be okay with someone being a little bit wrong. You can pick your battles here. Like, did what I said fundamentally alter your understanding of what we were discussing? Or could you have just left that I called the iron mask blue when it's actually red? Could you have just like rolled with that info knowing that I was wrong and continue the discussion? Or did we have to stop and get into the color theory of the Iron Man mask? See,
0: I, I shut down those miscommunications because I'll get into that with my with my eldest where I'll say something and she'll be like, no, you said this. No, I, I said this. No, I, no, you didn't. You said this. And I'm like, actually... Actually, we both know what I meant to say. And I don't think we're going to agree on what I actually said. So let's just base the rest of this conversation on what we both know I meant. And we can just move on because this is just going to keep going and we're going to get upset for no reason. This is not worth either of our energies.
1: Yeah. So sometimes you can pick your battles and yes, sometimes people need to be corrected or they need to be given correct information because we are preventing the spread of misinformation in this way. But sometimes you can use that big brain that you got and be like, no, not this time. I'm not going to pick this fight. You don't don't have to pick every fight. (laughs) You you can roll with it. It's fine. It's fine. fine. (laughs) But again, yeah, that, that does have a lot to do with where we are as far as our relationship and and the level of trust that we've established where I can be like, yeah, I don't fucking care what color Iron Man's mask was. (laughs) You're being a fucking dick. Can we move on? I would not actually say those words. uh, That's what i knew. then though. I knew that. (laughs) Uh, Someone's going to clip that and just out of context. By the time baby number two comes, you feel superhuman. You totally have it all figured out. You got this. But then the reality sets in. It's more than twice the work and can sometimes feel like absolute chaos. It's obviously not always going to go right, but you'll take any opportunity to make it a little easier. The Honest Company has a new line of calming products for the whole family, so your little ones will go down easier and you can have a moment of honest relaxation. The Calm Collection is a line of dreamy and calming lavender products to help make you and your baby's bedtime routine smoother. They have lavender wipes to clean up sticky hands and messes, a calm lavender bath and body set that's both gentle enough for babies and soothing self-care for moms, lightweight lavender body oil to help wind down before bedtime, and fun purple printed pajamas made with 100% certified organic cotton. The sooner your little ones go to bed, the sooner you are able to relax. For a little while, anyway. Their Calm Lavender collection is made with lavender essential oils that help calm babies before bed, and their super absorbent overnight diapers have up to 12 hours of leak protection. With a focus on sustainability and clean products, The Honest Company works with toxicologists at their in house lab to create eco friendly, safe, and effective products you can feel good using. Body products are naturally derived and designed for all skin types, while their diapers are made with plant based materials that are ultra soft and super absorbent. Good for your whole family? and your environment. Try Honest for yourself. Shop at Target, Amazon, Walmart, and Honest.com.
0: In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer.
1: let's play a brief game. So we've gone through a whole bunch of things that we have vowed and in some fashion, not said in the same way, vowed things. What are some of the phrases that you say to your kids that you have a feeling your
0: kid's going to be like, that's so annoying. They say that all the time. I'm never saying it to my kids. I have so many. I have so many. And so I would say probably the first one is you can be mad without being mean. And, and I say that a lot, right? When I see things kind of going sideways, I'm like, listen, you can be mad without being mean. And the reason I say it just like that, because that is so short and concise, and we've had the conversation, so they know what it means. And it's like, if I don't say that, we're going to be stuck here for five minutes having a conversation. You know what I mean. And that's why I'm choosing to say it. I crafted that phrase, okay? I, it was on purpose it was intentional and i'm going to keep saying it forever and you are going to continue to be kind of annoyed when i do but also listen to me because you know what i'm saying
1: <laughs> i have two out of the th- two out of three of my kids are tiny little baby planners mm-hmm. they want to know every detail of everything that's ever going to happen for the rest of eternity oh wow we avoid surprises for two out of the three of them because they don't react well to them. But there are times that you, I cannot give you information or you were going to dwell on this. Not only are you going to drive me nuts, you're going to drive yourself nuts with this over planning and over anticipation and building this into bigger than it needs to be or could be. Mm -hmm. So we have don't anticipate, just discover. Yes. Something cool is going to happen. Yes. I hope you're going to enjoy it. I'm taking great pains to make sure that it's, it's an A plus experience for you, but I am not going to give you any more information about it right now. Just know that we're getting in the car. We're going someplace cool. I am not going to listen to you. Ask me all the questions about the fucking aquarium. That's going to take us two hours to get there. (laughs) Don't anticipate just discovered. I like
0: that. I like that. Uh, one for me that my kids hear is you can do hard things. And that's, that's <laughs> not a, you know, it's not a negative statement, but it's like, if they're struggling with something and they get to that point where they're mad and they, I can't do this. Yes, you can. You can do hard yes, things. You. you can do hard things. And they hear it so much. I'm pretty sure that they're just, you know, I'm going to do it just so you stop saying it, mom. That's, I feel like that's where we're at. The one that I
1: know my my daughter has already said to my face, I am never saying that to my kids. It's so annoying. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I'm right. Yes, you're right. But it's annoying. It's, I understand you don't know. So let's figure it out. Yeah. This is most often applied to why are you feeling this way? Or why did you make that choice that we both agree was the wrong choice in the situation? I don't know. Okay. It's completely valid that you don't know. I, I also may not have known in a similar situation. So let's figure it out. Let's talk about what we were feeling right before we made that choice. Let's talk about what happened. Let, let's put the pieces together so next time you're in a similar situation, you can be like, oh, last time this went different than, it, than I thought it was going to be. So I understand you don't know.
0: That is a perfectly valid answer. Let's figure it out. I and mean, he hates it. And the thing, because they hate it. But like when we're explaining this to each other, that's why we yeah. came up with the shorter phrases. Yeah. Is, I don't want to have to go through the entire context every time. This, one of the ones for me is tough conversations are worth having. And that is one mm-hmm. where it's, well, what happened? You know, why are you upset? What happened? Well, I don't, I don't really want to talk about it. Okay. Well, while we don't have to talk about it right this second, we do have mm-hmm. to talk about it. Why well, I don't want to talk about it. Well, tough conversations are worth having. The fact that you feel... Do you get the... Yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah. Every time. Oh, yeah. And like, I understand you don't want to talk about it, but your hesitancy tells me you're having big feelings. And so I think mm-hmm. we should talk about it because tough conversations are worth having. Oh, uh, mom. Um, Another one that's it's already starting
1: to bug my son is a race is never won at the finish line. And what that means is, and we've explained it to all the kids several times, what that means is when someone has run a race and they win the work they put in to practice to train, to condition, to be able to run the best race that ended up winning. They crossed the finish line first. That's not when they actually did all the work that made them win. It was everything that came before. It was all the preparation and practice and work that you put into your skill or your body or your process. That's what won that person the race. I'm so glad you so, explained that
0: because when you first said it, I was like, no idea where you're <laughs> going with that.
1: <laughs> that's, that's where the race... Was one was when you practice really hard, when you worked really hard. So, yes, I know you want to read that book. I know that's really important to you, but a race is never won at the finish line. You can't just look at the book and will yourself to know how to read it. <laughs> we got to learn the alphabet. We got to learn the sounds. We got to learn the diphthongs. We got to learn how the letter families work together. Like, we have to do all the steps. And I know you want to learn how to draw, but you can't just look at the comic book and make it be on the paper. You have to learn all these steps. A race is never won at the finish line.
0: Yeah. I I tell my kids to take a break all the time, all the time. Anytime Mm -hmm. I notice that frustration is happening, whether they're working on an art project or whether they're playing a video game, you know, because you can kind of sense that energy is getting higher and they're going to get really, really explodey over like nothing. And and so you kind of step in like, hey, take a break. I need you to take a break. Well, Mm -hmm. I don't want to take a break. I'm fine. I don't want to take a break okay, you do need to take a break because the more frustrated you get, the less likely you are to be able to do this how you want to. You have to take a break. Just take five minutes, do some stretches, walk around, look at something else. Take a break. And then go back to it. And they hate it because I'm right. And once they take the break, once they take the break, they're happy they did. But when trying to convince an angry child to take a break from what they're doing. and Honestly, could you just periodically text me, Gwenna, take a break. I got you. No. I got you.
1: (laughs) All right. uh, I think my last one, and this is the one that pisses all of my kids off equally, is did you try? Okay. Did you try your best or is there a little more try left? and that's that said most often of mom i can't find the ketchup and i'm like staring at the ketchup right in front of him. did you
0: try did you try your best yeah, that would annoy me too <laughs>
1: um i i can't put on my socks well you've been putting on your socks by yourself for four years kiddo so did you
0: try did you try your best or is there a little more try left mom <laughs> yeah that's uh, i get it but that would mm, don't text me that <laughs> Oh, there's our timer. That that was our that timer. Was, wow. Okay. I had more, but I'll save them for the next time we revisit these cycle breakers.
1: <laughs> yeah, let us let us know if you want a part two of this episode. And let us
0: know what cycles you're breaking. What things did your kids say that you're not saying? Email us uh, childproof at betches.com.
1: Be sure to give us a follow. I am... At Mama Cusses. They are at Tori Phantom. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, the tube of you, all the places. Also, be sure to catch Betch's moms
0: on Instagram. On Instagram. And uh, tune in every Wednesday, everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember,
1: sometimes our kids are the assholes, and sometimes it's us. Child Proof is produced by Rebecca Salsmacat and Sean Kilby. Editing by Basilio Perez. Social media by Lauren Salome. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow us at @betches_moms on Instagram and send us your email to
0: momsatbetches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy, perfectly blending refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, there's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. My favorite flavor is the lemon. The mandarin orange is my favorite flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches